thank you, Kyle, for joining us, Director of Sales for Turn 14 Distribution. Uh, thank you, Darren, for joining us, Director of Sales for AWE Tuning. And the, the topic is how to best work with a wholesale distributor and the company's Turn 14 Distribution. Uh, they're an award-winning national warehouse distributor which sells vehicle parts and accessories into the automotive aftermarket uh, exclusively through business-to-business channel. Uh, with distribution centers in Pennsylvania, Texas, and Nevada, the company boasts ground shipping coverage to 43% of the U.S. population in one day and 100% within two days. Turn 14 uh, leverages proprietary technology and innovative logistics solutions to drive growth while simultaneously developing robust symbiotic relationships up and down the supply chain to accelerate that growth. Um, 723,000 square feet of modern distribution uh, center space. And um, I, I, I want to kind of start off, I first heard about warehouse distributors, actually in another industry uh, decades ago. And the, the plan was back in those days, it was a three-step process. So you kind of, the manufacturers had no interest in having inventory. They just wanted stuff to roll off the assembly line and go out the door and they didn't want inventory. But retailers had inventory, but then they had to rely on a warehouse distributor for parts that maybe weren't number one parts. Over the years, all that's changed. And it just always struck me as a very difficult business back then because the warehouse distributor had inventory, but then they couldn't put too much price uh, addition on the product because there had to be more space for the retailer to sell the part. So I always thought it was just a very tough business. But when it comes to racing and the business of racing, I believe a warehouse distributor whether you're an engine builder, where you're a little retail shop, whether you're an online specialty retailer, whether you're a race team, a WD is one of the most important allies you can have because they have the stuff available and to get it the next day. Uh, retailers now, they've kind of thinned their inventory as well, almost like manufacturers. So it's, the inventory is not sitting around gathering dust. We, we definitely need WDs. And uh, Turn 14, uh, sometimes media people like myself, we, we get a point of view of just how they deal with the media. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's may not be that important, but Turn 14 is spot on the way they inform the media, the way they keep everybody informed. And then I start looking at other aspects and facets of Turn 14 and spot on, spot on, spot on. The people are tremendous. The processes and practices are, are really impressive. And it's really great to have you both here uh, to talk about Turn 14 and what you do. So uh, Kyle's director of sales, and he worked with John Pulley and Chris Candido at JSC Speed and basically became the first employee of Turn 14 and then uh, rose up the ladder, director of sales. Uh, AWE has one vision uh, to unlock performance from award-winning handcrafted performance exhausts to track-tested carbon fiber intakes and performance intercoolers. So exhaust, intakes, intercoolers. AWE innovates, designs, manufactures, retails, and distributes AWE brand performance products globally through its preferred network of dealers online and from a state-of-the-art headquarters in uh, outside Philadelphia. So welcome. Thank you for being part of the first ever uh, annual online race industry week. Uh, Kyle, did, did I frame it up? Uh, WD's role, did I do okay kind of framing it up, what the role is within the industry? Uh. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that you did a good job doing that. Um, you had said that uh, WD is uh, an important part of the industry, and um, it's it's better off having a relationship with the WD, in my opinion, um, because you get access to all sorts of different brands, um, and it's more than just brands. There's services that we provide too that can help your business grow. Um, you can set up an account with Turn 14 in a, a day or two and just see what's available. Um, and it's, I guess it's not just Turn 14, it's all different distributors. Um, there's, there's nothing um, that's going to hurt your business to set up with a WD. Um, yeah, it's just it's having access to opportunity. And I think in this world that we live in now, especially during COVID, um, people are shopping online. There's really aggressive pricing online. And one of the things we do is we set customers up for success. Um, we know that customers need to compete with uh, people online, selling online. 
and we put uh, our customers in a position to be able to compete with anybody, um, whether it's a, a .com or Amazon or whoever, our customers need to win. So I feel like that's the mentality of a WD. Our customers need to win and you know, that's a partnership. So why not give it a try? You know, that's, that's, that's always my, my quick elevator pitch. Uh, when someone at SEMA seeds my turn 14 name badge, um, just give it a try, you know, and most people are pretty, pretty pleased with it. I would say. Very good. And, and then uh, Darren, just so everybody knows AWE tuning, let's just kind of t tell us your story. So AWE is uh, 1991 established, uh, family owned and operated um, out of Washington, Pennsylvania. So we manufacture performance exhaust, carbon fiber intakes and intercoolers right there in Washington. Um, so everything's made in the States uh, as a premium brand. Um, it started, it got its roots. AWE actually stands for Air and Water Enterprises. So if you can imagine back to the uh, air-cooled um, automobiles, we, we, we basically manufactured products for those vehicles and since have expanded on the European um, segment of the business. So about five years ago, we entered into, you know, the modern Mustang, modern muscles, um, you know, market as well as truck um, and we're working on Jeep as we speak. And then your relationship with Turn 14 is, is more as a supplier, right? Rather than a dealer. Yeah. So um, Turn 14 actually would be considered one of our distribution partners. So. There's having a customer, having a, a distribution customer, and there's having a distribution partner. And Turn 14 um, being one of those actually plays an integral role of our success, but we also want Kyle and his team to, to, to have success with his customers as well. So we want them to win and we need them to win as well. Okay, very good. So I get announcements of new companies added to the Turn 14 uh, line card. And I have to say, I'm always impressed. And I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm blowing smoke here. It's, it's the truth. Uh, just I don't mind. Smoke. Is, Go ahead. Blow smoke. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, the, the companies are just rock solid. But one company after another, I mean, it, it's not a company that's hanging in there. Or, you know, I mean, every company is like, oh, my God, rock solid, bulletproof parts. And I just think there has to be a philosophy behind it before you add a supplier to the line card. Is that true, Kyle? So, oh, absolutely there is. Um, some, of, uh, some of our competitors will add brands very quickly and I'll see the sales staff, uh, Turn 14 staff get anxious. They wanna add quickly too and so do our customers, but we're really particular about who we add um, to our line card. Um, it's, it's all about the product, really. I mean, customers want a premium product and we want to sell a premium product. So um, we focus on premium products and we focus on relationships with manufacturers. There's a lot of um, conversation that happens before we add a brand to our line card. Um, you know, is the, is the product um, available to us at a price where we can turn around and give it to our customers and, and they have uh, the success they need to be able to compete in the market. Um, we need good quality. We need a warranty. Um, you know, there has to be good data behind a product. Um, I, I feel like I, I could keep on going, but uh, yeah, it's it's not a, a quick process. Uh, being in the sales department, I wish it was a little faster, but it's not fast. We have uh, a, a very strong team of uh, DPMs that really work closely with their uh, vendor partners I'm sure Darren could attest to that with um, his work with uh, Mohammed um, as a partner of ours. Yeah, go ahead, Darren. Uh, why don't yeah. you talk about some of the things that you, you do with uh, Turn 14 as a partner? Yeah, sure. It's definitely not. Uh, we don't we don't consider Turn 14 just a, a warehouse full of opportunity to move products or goods around the country. Um, but ultimately it does. We, we're engaged at every single level from the sales department, from the operations team to the support team, and of course the category team, ensuring that we're, you know, always engaged with each other, um, you know, uh, working with each other on new product developments, um, margins to ensure that the customers um, can compete. New product developments are really critical. If we can engage uh, with one another on a new product and we can launch it together, 
we know that there's staying power and ownership that comes along with the um, the turn 14 staff as well. So that that's centralizing communications, um, keeping new employees up to speed on training on the brand, one-on-oneing on let's call it AWE, making sure that their staff is fully engaged to succeed when they get asked a question. That's really an extension of what we are as, as an organization. So we rely on them heavily um, or any distribution partner for that matter. Um, and they help guidance. They help us with our market trends. And it, you know, there's definitely a long, long-term um, you know, partnership here. I would definitely say that uh, Darren is definitely one of the best when it comes to collaborating with more than just uh, you know, the buyer um, at Turn 14. He works with all the different sales managers that we have, uh, frontline staff, outside sales staff, um, to get a feel for what the market wants, um, what customers are saying they want, what what the, what the product needs to develop into if it needs more. Um, our sales staff has that information. So uh, the staff, the sales staff that we have is um, just dedicated to sales 100%. When I say sales, I mean helping customers grow their business. So knowing their business and growing their business. Um, the way we know customers' business is we kind of have our sales specialists um, sectioned off into the different markets that we cover. So we cover um, modern muscle, sport compact, European performance, truck and off-road, truck accessories, hybrid, and EV performance. So if one of the sales specialists is in a, um, you know, on the European uh, performance team, he knows all about BMW or Porsche or whatever, and he can have a real conversation with his customer who also knows about Porsche. And then he can turn around and talk to Darren and say, my Porsche customer needs this. They're talking about this application. And he can apply those same conversations to the, you know, the, the muscle team or the sport compact team. So, and he does. He digs in and he really has conversations. And we're able to together push the brand forward um, quickly and in a great way, so. And I, I'm gonna say something and then you just tell me if I'm on the right track or if I'm absolutely wrong. But a lot of times I've, uh, I've traveled internationally and, and talked to people in the racing industry and other countries. And sometimes suppliers uh, outside of uh, the US market think that they can really uh, take over the US market once they find a distributor to take over their products. And we always tell them, you know, you have to really drive sales. And the supplier really has to drive sales and turn 14 is there to get, make sure your parts are available everywhere. And um, is that kind of true, Kyle? I mean, would that be your advice uh, to all the suppliers you work with is you get out there and promote this, uh, the brand, drive the sales, and then turn 14 is available to back you up all sorts of different ways, not just inventory? Well, I, I would definitely say that uh, the relationship between a U.S. distributor and an international company, um, if they don't have U.S. representation, is uh, can be challenging at times, um, especially if they don't have even just their own eyes and ears in the U.S. market. Um, it takes uh, so we have a, um, an exclusive relationship with uh, a couple of different brands internationally, and it really takes a close partnership to be able to take um, a vendor without those eyes and ears in the, you know, in another part of the world and to make it grow well. But yeah, it is more than just a, a inventory. It is, I mean, it's, it's a, a full partnership, knowing the products, how to develop it. Again, um, understanding the challenges and both companies believing in the challenges and how to overcome those challenges. It's, it can be a, uh, exhausting at times, but uh, it's it's quite a lot of work. And, and uh, as you say, I, communication must be just key. Um, uh, Darren, do you assign somebody within your organization that, okay, you're our turn 14 liaison, or are you the liaison, or how does that work? Well, we definitely work as a team. Um, we have an account manager that is so responsible, so responsible for uh, the turn 14 relationship kind of an encompassing keeping everything under control tip of the spear if you will uh, but we do definitely work as an organization so from uh, vice president of marketing to sales to 
customer support to even um, you know our order, order order entry team. We're all we're engaged at every single level. So and it, it is required um, for us to be successful. And you know that I don't want to say that's a secret sauce, but that definitely um, drives the difference between who we are and and, and the success with a, a company like Turn Fourteen. And Kyle, why don't you tell us about your coverage of the United States? I mean, it's basically, you cover the whole United States. Is that correct? Yep. Just like you said at the beginning, we cover the whole United States um, in two days. Um, excuse me. We cover 43% uh, of the United States in one shipping day. And then uh, two days, we cover 100% of the continental U.S. Um, we have um, warehouses in Reno, Texas and Pennsylvania. We have our main office where I'm right now um, in Pennsylvania as well. And then we have a, a satellite office for sales in Michigan. We just uh, made a purchase uh, of another distributor, Motivicity, and um, all of their sales staff now work with us at Turn 14 in there in uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. So. And then if, if nobody's ever been in a, a warehouse of a warehouse distributor, wholesale distributor. Describe, like, take your biggest facility. What would they see if they walked in the door? Because I've been in a couple of WD facilities and they're really impressive. Yeah, uh, it's it's always fun to take somewhere in there for the first time, especially car guys. Um, their eyes just are, they glow. Um, our facility is, it's fully automated. Um, We've been fully automated for a while now, so it's it's a little bit more than just parts on shelves. We have a full conveyor system um, that uh, goes throughout our warehouse. So essentially, um, I'll give you an example. A, a product can come in, an AWE exhaust can come in to stock. Um, we could put it on our conveyor belt and say we have a, a, an order waiting for that. Our system can take the product all the way through the warehouse, identify it as this AWE product, um, take it up and have a, a you know UPS label stamped on it and then put into the truck and it only touches one person's hands, which is the one person that receives the product. Um, that's the best example I could give you of the automation of our warehouse. Um, yeah, it's just fascinating. So, and like I said, a car guy goes in there and sees all their, the brands that they know and love for so long um, they kind of just wander around in amazement. So it's a lot of fun. Plus our owners, um, the one owner is really into warehousing and he likes to take the shelves to the tippy top of the ceilings. Um, so we've always had really high shelves and we keep them nice and tight too. Um, we have an electronic guidance system that, so you're on an order picker and you lock into the channel um, and you can't turn right or left on the order picker. So we can keep our aisles really narrow. So you just shoot shoot down back and forth, um, you know, picking parts and it allows us to keep things nice and tight. It's amazing. And again, you're such an important part of what makes the racing industry go round as well as it does. So if we were in an industry where uh, the racers really struggle to get the parts they want and they need. And somebody says, well, I can get it to you in four weeks. They just leave the sport. So it's, it's really important to have that kind of immediate access to parts. And the second thing is the efficiency helps uh, keep the price as affordable as possible. So thank you for that. I mean, that, that's really critical as well. And then uh, with this uh, online race industry week, we, we have an audience of, of racing business people. And so when it comes to uh, becoming a dealer, because I, I know you can go, first of all, the showcase for Turn 14 on epartrade.com is, is really spectacular. So congratulations on that. I recommend everybody to go over to epartrade.com and just plunk around as you source products and suppliers and start with Turn 14. Look at their showcase, tons of new products, uh, tons of the most popular products. And then there's some uh, papers there. So there's a paper there uh, you want to become a dealer. So you can open that up on epartrade.com. You can study it if you want to become a dealer for uh, Turn 14. What's involved with that, Kyle? Uh, what are you looking for in terms of dealers? Um, so, so there's a section on our website where you can read about how to become a dealer and you can download the application. Um, there's uh, one for U.S. customers and one for our international customers. Um, 
to become a dealer, you have to, of course, fill out that paperwork. Uh, you have to be licensed in your state. Um, you also have to have a professional retail storefront or a shop or own a proprietary website. Um, that is your full-time uh, job uh, owning a website. You just, the way I describe it to my new account staff is you have to find dealers uh, that add value uh, to the industry. I would say about six or seven years ago, um, we ran through uh, some issues where some not so quality shops were getting opened up by turn 14. It was kind of all in the early days, I was still figuring out um, how to work with new accounts. I was just excited to see them all coming in, uh, quite honestly. Um, but a lot of my customers gave me feedback that the quality of customer was not necessarily where it should be. So one of the things we put a lot of focus on is making sure that the people, the shops that we open up add value to the industry and um, they're really in it. It's not just a part-time thing. We need people that are serious um, to be involved in our industry. Um, Cause if they're not, it just kind of brings everyone down. So that's something I really put a lot of focus and attention to. Um, and it's something that people like to talk to me about. And I like to talk, to them about it quite honestly because i like to you know understand what they want and i also like to learn from you know if they see something that i don't necessarily uh see i want to learn that as well so there's the long answer of log onto the website fill out the paperwork send it on in <laughs> you know it's a good answer though because I, I like the whole idea of watching it all the way through to the end users experience and again, if we can protect the end user's experience, we keep them racing. I mean, basically, I think every industry competes against other industries. And so racing and, and performance, well, the guy could buy a bass boat or he could take his wife to Europe or he could do other things other than spend his money in racing. And if he has a better experience in racing, he stays in racing. Uh, yeah, when it comes to like, oh, go ahead, Kyle. Sorry, that's an excellent point um, that you make as far as controlling the, the end user's experience. Um, an end user is going to have a much better experience if they deal with a guy who has a lot of knowledge about the parts that he's buying, not if he's, uh, you know, clicking on a website that sells everything and you can get it in, you know, one day with free shipping. Um, yeah, we need to make sure that that's there. Um, that's so important how you say that. So I really like that. And then, Darren, as you go about marketing AWE, uh, I imagine, do you meet dealers that haven't connected with Turn 14 and, and you start talking to them and say, you know, you, you've got to connect with these guys beyond just AWE parts. You just become a Turn 14 uh, dealer. Does that happen? Yeah, it definitely happens for sure. Um, uh, we have, you know, customers that come through the, the pipeline in our lead section that potentially already um, are buying, you know, parts either direct direct from the, the manufacturers at retail pricing when they're, you know, operating a, a full business. So we can kind of point them into that right direction. And same thing when we're providing them leads on dealers that are coming directly, they're trying to buy direct from us. Look, we're a manufacturer. We're not a, you know, we can't, we can't be in a position to service every dealer that wants to engage with us. That's why we, we engage with like a turn 14 as an example, but um, every lead that gets sent to them on our behalf uh, needs to be, we need to trust that it's being, you know, fostered and, and managed to, uh, to our specifications. And they welcome that, that, you know, that strategy with open arms and, you know, protecting the brand integrity is one of the biggest things that they take ownership in. So, you know, I can trust that if, I, if somebody comes in looking for AWE products or potentially other racing and performance products that I can always trust that they're going in the right direction. So that's the confidence that I have in that organization. So one of the things that we do when, when Darren does send us a lead, um, we absolutely take it seriously. Uh, it's a priority when a manufacturer sends us a lead. Um, they still go through the requirements that any uh, Turn 14 customer would, um, which is what I talked about before. Um, it's just making sure we're getting those value add customers. But uh, as far as the communication between myself and Dare and or Turn 14 and AWE, we have a system, um, it's called our analytics tab, where our partners can go in and we just kind of give them the full back view um, of all the different graphs and charts and statistics we use to understand 
how our business looks. And one of them is um, a section that focuses on dealer leads. So Darren gives us the lead and we assign that lead to AWE Tuning and he can kind of follow along the steps of us landing that lead. It'll, it'll be a cold lead. It'll be, you know, first conversation, the first time they log into the website, you know, buy-in complete. And then eventually if we're successful, um, you know, first sale and then eventually a customer. So we'll show Darren every step of the way of that lead. And then we'll also show him how many leads are in the pipeline. And then Darren's favorite chart, which is the, uh, the leads and the sales going up in the right direction. Uh, see, he's smiling. That's why we do it. That's why I, I do all this because of that big smile right there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he can log in and see all this stuff and uh, it kind of keeps us on the same page. If it's dipping down, he's on me. If it's going up, you know, we're both smiling. So that's uh, a big key to working with Turn 14 is the, the new analytics page that we offer kind of just, it's a full transparency. Right, and just to add to that, it's, um, it's great because once you, you get a lead going, we don't just love them and leave them either. Somebody engaged with us or myself or one of my teammates and we put them on to turn 14 as an example because we know that they're going to get service um, much better, much quicker, much faster, much more efficient than us trying to service them direct, but we don't leave them either. So they always have an open door um, back to our sales staff, our support staff, um, our marketing staff if they need assets specific to what they're trying to accomplish in there with their business. So, um, you know, we're, we're continuing to grow our partnerships on, at every level, not just at the WD level, but at the consumer level and at the dealer level as well. That's very cool. And, and I love to see and to hear how Turn 14 is using really contemporary, um, you know, IT technology uh, to keep everybody informed uh, up to the minute. You know, I think data a couple decades ago entered racing. And data now, we just have to have it in a bunch of different directions in order to be competitive within our industry. And then again, for our industry to be competitive with other industries, uh, we just have to have a, a contemporary technology. We have, have to have access to data like never before. And I say this because that's part of the impetus of epartrade.com, where we're working on developing an online uh, strategy for the whole racing industry so that we basically digitize the whole racing industry. There's over 25,000 racing organizations at your fingertips. We've been uh, holding webinars now for uh, about two months and, and they're working out. And now with Online Race Industry Week, we're, we're put this thing together because we felt a responsibility to the racing industry. But it's just an example of this whole new digital world. It's uh, just magnificent and so much that you can do. And then it's great to see that ultimately you're still working at preserving and enriching the, the end user experience. We have people uh, watching who may own an engine building shop. They may be car builders. They may be professional race teams. So when it comes to these kind of small businesses, small organizations, Kyle, what's your best piece of advice to work with Turn 14? And that could be regular contact. It could be using you in ways that they can't even imagine. What do you suggest? Well, the first thing I would say is um, to give us a shot, quite honestly. Give us a shot. And um, like I said, the salespeople that we have are there to help grow uh, their business. And the only way a salesperson will grow themselves is to ensure the growth of our customers. So. One of the things I do on the sales team is I, um, I have each salesperson have an optimal number of customers. So let's say, you know, salesperson X on my team has 100 customers. And in order for them to grow as an uh, employee of Turn 14, they need to have their customers grow. They're not going to add another 10, 20, 30 customers. They have to make their little sales family grow. Um, so that's what they're there to do. So give us a shot and let us try to grow it. Um, utilize the tools that we have. So you're talking about data and how important it is. Um, we have a system um, that we offer to our customers that is a uh, connection between our systems and their systems. It's called the API. Um, so we have a full uh, integration uh, team here that helps us, helps customers kind of understand what that is what their options are out there in the marketplace of third-party providers. 
and we can connect with anybody. Um, shipping quotes, pricing, promo, promotional pricing, inventory, um, kind of whatever they need. So that's definitely, uh, as we keep on going here, it's becoming more and more important to kind of put more focus on like the data, like you were saying, the better you handle that data, uh, probably the more successful you'll be. Um, but that's definitely a, a key. Uh, is the, it's getting to know the data and trying to work with it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, being on the, the media side of the business, you know, I, I'm always looking for people who have a, a kind of an overall big perspective on things. Uh, you know, sometimes we do regional kind of reports, but I think for a small raising business, sometimes they can get into their micro niche and just stay there and not be aware of things uh, on a bigger, broader level. And I like the idea they have access to you, uh, Kyle, and, and can ask you, you know, here's what I've been doing. Here are the parts I've been using. Here are the brands I've been working with. And Kyle, you must have a point of view nationally. Just let me tell you, there's this other guy over here. We don't know why, but he's selling a ton of parts and we think it works and you might want to look into it. Do you have that kind of exchange with people? Uh, absolutely. I mean, pe people want to know, most people want to know what it is, quite honestly. Um, and they want to just, a, a, just the beginning layer of the technical aspects of it. So we have a guy here just for that. His name is Dan Z. Um, he can get as technical as putting me to sleep or yeah. kind of keeping me interested a little bit with just the, the crust there of it. Having, our, having our customers have access to that information is definitely um, helpful to, to keep the company moving in the right direction. And I know when you're talking about a race shop, it's difficult to have a conversation about data with those guys, but they should know what's available. They have, so you asked me before, what's my advice to customers um, to help them grow? I would definitely say that it is harnessing their assets they have great knowledge, I'm sure, because they've been in business for a while and they know all about engines. Well, people need to have access to that and people need to know how awesome, quite frankly, you are. So how do you do that? Is it through a website? Is it through Facebook? Is it through getting people to come into your shop? Um, you got to keep on uh, reinventing how you talk to customers in different ways that you do that. Um, I think talking to us, we can help inspire some ideas and we can definitely give you the tools to be able to spice it up a little bit for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's really important and I can't uh, overstate that enough. And uh, as we do Online Race Industry Week, you know, we're working to try to supply a trade show experience this year in, in the pandemic. And so we're looking for insights, strategies, philosophies, ideas that people can use and incorporate into their business plans in 2021. And I think this uh, webinar is one of the key ones to tune up your relationship uh, with your distributor. And then again, have access to insights about what's selling on a national basis outside your little hometown and your little home uh, racetrack. Um, Darren, have you been inside a, a Turn 14 facility? I kind of assume you have. Yeah, I've been in, into them multiple times, yes. What was it like your first time going through one of those places? What was it like? Well, I've actually, um, you know, I've been visiting a turn 14 location for many years now from, um, you know, just a, a basic building with some racks to where it is today. And it is definitely leaps and bounds. Um, it, there's, there's technology and then there's the use of how, how to use it properly. And their facility is definitely um, fully automated, very efficient, um, very, in fact, you know, when, when they moved into the new one and outside of Pennsylvania, you know, you, you always wonder, like, how are you going to actually succeed with this much space? And then you look at it now and you, and, and you wonder, you know, they're probably out of space at this point. So for, it's like a constant, it's like a constant battle. Products coming in and com coming out and leaving that facility, just like Kyle said. And it's pretty automated. Um, it's, it's pretty quiet in there, too. It's pretty, it's pretty epic. Wow. And in our business, uh, you know, racing business, performance business, uh, these are hands-on people who love technology. And uh, they would love to go into a WD facility and see how you uh, organize the parts, get the parts so rapidly, and have control over that gigantic amount of inventory. So I, I suggest that everybody's got a little racing business 
you know, if you haven't been into a WD in a long time, I mean, just do it now. It's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. And then Kyle, uh, when you just kind of look out there and, and, and maybe it's not always a turn 14 thing, but do you see kind of little small shops or even race teams kind of making a mistake when it comes to working with the WD? Is, is there some sort of thing you'd like to correct that uh, you have this opportunity to do that? Um, sometimes. Uh, so what I'll see with some newer customers sometimes is that um, they won't give us a shot uh, with certain brands that they've been direct with for a long time. Um, their mentality might be, you know, I'm direct with this company. I've been direct with them for 10 years and, you know, I kind of don't need you. And I, I understand that relationship between, um, you know, a shop and a manufacturer. And I never want to get in between that. I think more people, you know, connected is better. Um, but I definitely uh, urge uh, customers to have a conversation with their sales specialist about this close relationship they have with a vendor and, trying to make um, it work somehow with turn 14 as a part of the relationship. Um, maybe, um, you know, you get in a jam and you need us to help you with a certain part that we have in stock that you could have the next day. Um, or, you know, we're open on Saturday and Sunday and we can ship on those days and maybe your manufacturers close on Saturday, Sunday, give us a call. We'll help you. Um, we can get real close on pricing. We try real hard on pricing. Um, that's all that, that's what I would say. Give us a shot. I would say, dig in with the sales specialist, create a relationship with them. Um, we want to have a relationship with our customers. Uh, like I said, we have a small number of customers that we handle per specialist. So, um, you know, we, we want to get to know people and, and how to help them. Very good. And, and Darren, when it comes to suppliers working with the WD and some of your colleagues or people you know uh, in the industry, have you seen kind of mistakes that other people may have made or maybe you made early in, in the, uh, your career in terms of working with the WD and something that suppliers should know, like, don't do this thing? Mm -hmm. yeah, come there's, to mind? yeah, there's a couple of things that come to mind. I've uh, been in the, in the industry for a little over 20 years now. And um, I think over distribution can, can damage a brand. Um, and to Kyle's point earlier is, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're young, you're, you're, you're aggressive and you, you try to open everybody you can, but at the end of the day, um, maybe that isn't the best um, way of going about it. So that's something I've learned about a manufacturing and a distributor is really find a, your true distribution partner or partners, um, keep them select, um, make sure that they hit all the, the touch points that you need as a manufacturer. And to, to Kyle's point, um, you know, have an ad, a value add. Um, and I think that kind of goes both ways with what we expect of a WD and what a WD expects of us. Um, that's for sure. And then the number, the next piece of the puzzle is really just engaging, um, go deeper and wider in your relationships. So turn 14 has X amount of employees. We try to stay engaged with X number of those employees every week as a KPI for our team, not because we need to have a KPI, but because it really does, um, it focuses, focuses on, you know, finding where the issues are, trying to resolve them, finding the opportunities, and then engaging in, that, in those as well. So all the, all the touch points required to do business, um, it's not just a phone call, it's Zoom meetings, it's training, it's um, category management, it, it's a whole bunch of things. It's, it's definitely... It's like having 100 customers in one. Yeah, that's awesome. And again, uh, thank you both for being so good at what you do. Uh, you know, we just need distributors and manufacturers who are at the top of their game and, and better at it than people are in other industries. So we get people into racing and we keep them into racing. Um, Kyle, when you think of this moment where we're bringing the worldwide racing industry together for online race industry week, um, and again, I want to tell everybody watching, I mean, tell your colleagues, tell people in the shop, uh, social media, let everybody know what we're doing here. We've got four more days of this. But uh, uh, Kyle, uh, when you think of this opportunity, and maybe I've been asking questions, but are there things that you wanted to address here when you look forward to this uh, webinar, Kyle? Um, you know, maybe just the uh, the approach that take, Turn 14 takes to its its duty to the industry, which is to supply it with auto parts. Um, we take it very seriously. Um, 
from top to bottom, you know, we have 350 people here and we're all kind of pointed in the right direction, the same direction, which is we want to help our customers grow and do the best job that we can. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a rough little bit now with the, you know, with COVID, um, things change quickly. Um, I went from being in my office and kind of doing what I do to having to do what I do from my, my home, uh, from a home office being separated from all staff. Um, but at that same time, we have this other half of our um, company working in the warehouse, doing the things that need to be done uh, in order for Turn 14 to, you know, be successful. So I'm pretty appreciative uh, for them kind of sticking through everything that we have gone through. Um, so that's been tough. But yeah, just but just an overall uh, message uh, that Turn 14 is, is not going anywhere. We're very happy to be given the opportunity to be in this industry and work with customers um, and to do the very best job that we can. I love feedback. We all love feedback. I want to hear what we're doing wrong. I love what we uh, hear and what we do right, but I would rather hear what we're doing wrong. So a lot of customers have been good about talking to me in, in areas that we can improve. Uh, so I definitely recommend that they continue to do that with myself or a, a different sales manager. That's how Turn 14 gets better and that's how we grow. Um, it just just the overall positive message. Uh, that's that's kind of all I have to say there. No, very good. You know, and and uh, I'd like to kind of add to something and, and say thank you to the guys in the warehouse. So, you know, there's, there's people keeping things going under very dangerous circumstances. And sometimes uh, people in uh, the softer side of a business not the easy side, but the marketing and sales, and they're not hands-on the parts exactly, get to work from their home. And the guys in the warehouse, we, we are all in the industry, we need those guys in the warehouse. We need those guys in the shop to keep everything rolling. And I want to say uh, thank you for doing that. And, and you know, I know you're keeping them safe, and we hope they stay as safe as possible. And then, Darren, when it comes to AWE tuning and, and you think of this opportunity to talk and before the whole racing industry right now, is, is there anything you thought you might want to add that maybe we haven't uh, discussed yet? And, and go ahead and brag about AWE tuning, whatever you want. Yeah, no shameless plugs here. But, uh, you know, it interests me. So we're a performance company. We make performance products for application-specific vehicles that are driven primarily on the road, but also for off-road. We have off-road-specific parts. Um, that are made for the racetrack and really having an opportunity to speak to the community in an effort to promote the brand and what we actually do, um, how to get it is just as important, um, but potentially, you know, how, do, how does AWE integrate with the race shop, right? So everybody drives to the race shop. They all have street vehicles. They're all, they all want something to sound as cool as the race car. That's probably something where we can help them with. So not even just the, the race cars themselves, but their daily drivers, their family daily drivers, there's probably an application we've got covered to them that can, you know, spark, spark their vehicle up. Modifications are, are necessary all over the place. And how we connect distribution to the race community on a performance um, segment is something that I'm very curious about. And I'm definitely going to continue to explore that. Right, right. And then we should just ask or talk about the kind of the year of the pandemic. Um, we're very lucky. I think racing did a very good job in getting the cars rolling again. I'm really proud of the fact that racing hasn't been the source of a controversy when it comes to coronavirus. The sanctioning bodies, the promoters just did a hell of a job moving on a dime to get things done where things were done reasonably and safely. And uh, you could tell from Roger Penske working through what he had to do to protect the Indianapolis 500. Very difficult, very challenging times and, and things are just being invented like online race industry week. And, and it's, it's amazing that people are moving on a dime and progressing, and we're having a year where they are going racing out there. Kyle, what's it been like in terms of the business uh, in 2020 versus previous years? Uh, I was kind of happy that there were so many cars out there competing. What do you, what do you see out there? You don't have to give away any secrets, but right. It's so it's it was. I mean, it was scary in the beginning. Um, it kind of well, everyone knows what the experience was with COVID, but with my experience, it was kind of like just some little thing in the news. And then it got serious where they told me, you know, I was going to be working from home, which I very much am not a big fan of. I got two kids running around. Me neither. Um, yeah. So I'd rather be in my office where it's nice and quiet. Um, 
But yeah, it, it takes you and kind of shakes your world by moving you physically to another spot. But I saw the demand for products um, is very strong. The demand stayed strong um, throughout and it kind of gave us a peak and a spike where we didn't really expect one. So it was kind of a scramble for inventory. Um, I'm lucky to work for two owners that are uh, aggressive and smart and they were kind of running towards things. Uh, when I was looking the other way, they were loading up an inventory and getting ready to be stocked and loaded when things kind of settled down and they settled down much faster than we all thought. So turn 14 was in a good position to be able to supply inventory, but it didn't last long enough. Unfortunately, inventory was uh, a tough, a tough thing to get. But again, the whole point is the industry is strong. People love their cars. And I guess when they're stuck at home and they have nothing to do, they love their cars even more. Um, so, as Darren said, modifications, I guess, are necessary when you have nothing else to do at home. Um, so yeah, it was, it's th this working uh, and having a good demand for products and people really digging into their cars um, was the silver lining of this whole pandemic, uh, being able to work with more customers and then being able to see all the cool different projects on social media that people kind of put out and the videos that they made um, with all the different parts that they got was, was cool. Yeah, I would add to that. Um, you know, you said it earlier, John, um, you know, this industry is competing with other hobbies and other industries. And I think during this time, I think it, we have to ask ourselves, did our industry get new eyeballs um, versus customers just buying new parts for their vehicle? My guess is that we're, we're capturing new eyeballs. We're competing um, because the industry is aggressive. We advertise a lot. We're heavy in social um, you know, we're all, we're all engaged in trying to get products wherever they need to go in a timely manner. Um, and not, not everybody can do that. A lot of our industry from an e-commerce perspective, um, their, their websites are, um, you know, they're, they're ahead of the curve as it relates to other, other industries. So it's, um, we have to ask ourselves, are we competing, um, with other industries? And are we winning that? And I, I would say right now in this inning, I would say we, we're definitely ahead of the game. Yeah, I have to say in our industry, the, the end user is uh, unique. And I think we have one of the best end users of, of any industry. And, and the fact that uh, the pandemic hit and there's a lockdown and uh, in, in racing, they just kind of looked at the time as, well, I have more time now to do some of the stuff to the car that was running out of time. And so back in the day of lockdown, I, I just thought, holy crap, what's going to go on now? But then we started hearing good reports. And I, I think a lot of the, the guys with their cars and women uh, looked at it as a chance. You know, if there's finally something I wanted, I've been wanting to do for a long time. I'm going to do it this year because I have the time. We haven't quite opened up to go racing yet. So I was really pleased to hear through our, our webinar series and everything that the, the racing business was working through this. And then, uh, Kyle, uh, turn 14, as far as, is there something new that happened that everybody should be aware of? Uh, is there anything new you want to tell that maybe got announced last week or two? Uh, anything uh, new going on? Well, we always have new things going on. Um, we did launch a couple of new brands last week. Uh, we got uh, ATI products, back Truxedo. Um, we also got Undercover. Um, we're running some pretty aggressive promotions now. Um, today is a really popular day. It's, it's Cyber Monday, which is kind of like, uh, um, you know, the same for as Black Friday, where people are kind of looking for deals. So we positioned our customers, hopefully, uh, to be able to, you know, capture that extra uh, business uh, that's out there right now. Um, we're kind of just digging in right now adding brands, making sure we have inventory ready and, um, you know, wait, waiting for uh, the next big spike, you know. And then from your perspective, you, you see the numbers go up and down in terms of uh, brands and, and products. Is there something selling really well this year in the last six months that maybe surprised you that, oh, this is really moving? Um, so stuff that people can buy and install in their driveway, quite honestly, kind of did very well. Um, Lots of shops 
never really closed. Um, so they did just fine too. Um, and a lot of people are, they tell me they're booked out so far, um, which is just awesome to hear because the shops is a shop booked out far keeps this business and my, you know, livelihood going. So I support the shops hundred percent, but yeah, the bolt-ons, the easy little bolt-ons, they just kind of shot right up. Um, like we all talked about filling time when you're kind of stuck at home. Um, people had to figure out something and I'm glad they thought about auto parts. So. And we're running out of time. We want to run this thing up to the 50 minute mark and we're there. Uh, Darren, I'll ask you as well, anything new in AW tuning that you want to share that people aren't maybe aware of right now? Yeah. So again, we come from roots of European applications. Um, we, you know, spread out into sport compact and then modern muscle in truck. Um, so when I say that we're looking at 2021 as a, as a really aggressive new product development opportunity for the brand. So you'll see us jump into a heavily populated Jeep Wrangler program, as well as the Silverado Sierra program. Um, you can get into the Toyota Tundra, um, to support the Toyota, you know, Tacoma and forerunner crowd. So constant evolution on our, on our program will be our focus for next year. So looking to turn 14, um, and our distribution partners to help us uh, push that out to the marketplace. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to wrap this up now. Uh, Kyle, Thank you so much for being part of Online Race Industry Week with Turn 14 Distribution. Darren Jubin, thank you so much for being part of Online Race Industry Week. I want to say it again. Whenever I view a WD and the nature uh, and the model of the business, I get a headache trying to figure out how to do it. So mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it and, and make money at it, uh, but it has to do with just efficiency and continuing to push the inventory technology and, and you do that. Plus, the brands are rock solid. So congratulations for your success, and thank you for being part of this. We picked up a couple nuggets, and we'll benefit from that for 2021. So thank you, guys. Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePARTRADE as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePARTRADE.